This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code of TakesThatChance10. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And Moy stayed onside. Here's Mounier. 2 0 Huddersfield Town on the opening day of the Premier League. 1 2 wicket Tunga. Here's Moy right footed. 1 0 Huddersfield Town. Lindelof misses his header. De Quattro's in. Round De Gea. 2 0 Huddersfield Town. 2 0 Huddersfield Town. Here's Zanka to turn it into the pattern. Yes! Tommins scored! Tommins has scored! One of the most important goals of Huddersfield Town's history! De Plattras forward, De Plattras got the better yeah! And Laurent De Plattras scores! Laurent De Plattras scores! Uh, so fresh off a win and into a Yorkshire derby, welcome to the warm-up episode 30. Joining me, host Brady Frost, to previews Huddersfield's match against Barnsley is a Super League signing of our own. It's Phil Senior. How are you, Phil? Very good, thank you. Good, good to hear. So it's just you and me this week uh, previewing this game. So uh, just a quick one. Um, if you've not been following the league, we will talk about Barnsley. So they're sixth in the league in the playoffs, <coughs> 71 points. The four points clear of Reading, who are in seventh. Uh, and in regards to form, they've won six of the last ten and are actually second in the league for their away form, only behind Norwich, having also won six of their last ten away games. So, um, yeah, Barnsley, in a lot of ways, a bit similar to Town when they got promoted, were expected in there, but holding their own. And, um, yeah, uh, winning games quite tight, like by one goal, again, kind of similar to Town, Yorkshire. But, um, Phil, you were telling me before we recorded that you, you, you've done a little bit of digging into Barnsley. So uh, what can you tell us? Yeah, it's funny. We, um, I, I mentioned before, my young lad plays over there and, and obviously we, we spend a bit of time at their training ground. And, um, for example, they, they've got a, quite a strong ethos at this, at this club now. They've, they've got, obviously, the new manager in it. He's kind of pushing his, his own kind of beliefs, but very, very similar to when uh, Wagner came to, to Huddersfield, uh, different training times. They were, they were actually at the training ground the, the morning before, so Sunday morning before um, the Coventry game. They were actually training, which I've never really seen before. Um, training, obviously, they get, obviously have a bit of food at the ground, get kitted up and, and go to the game. So uh, you can see there's, there's, a, there's a hell of a lot of a, a togetherness uh, in the team. Um, like I say, a friend of mine is, is a big fan and, and watches a lot. And they, they kind of, they, they're not a, a team that you would look at and think, right, that's a definite, you know, promotion winning side. It, it's it's the, the, the winning games by just doing what they can and, and they've got their own way of playing and it's very direct. 
Um, but they've got players who are obviously buying into that kind of system formation. They, they make substitutions at specific times of the game, um, bringing on fresh legs and do it on a regular basis and generally wingers in the wing play. Um, again, like I said, there's a lot of direct um, kind of direct balls into the box and just putting pressure. For example, uh, centre kicks, as we've mentioned before, a number of times they'll just literally launch it. I mean, I remember in youth team, one of our youth team managers used to say, right, just put it in the corner straight from the centre kick and just turn them and pin them in. And little things like that, you know, if you buy into it as a player and, and you've got that kind of, you know, they've got a winning mentality now and it's it, it kind of, it breeds that kind of success and they're obviously, you know, flying through it kind of thing at the moment. They mentioned a couple of players to kind of look at. So uh, Callum Britton, right wing back, um, loads of energy, it gets up and down the wing. So that'll be a pretty interesting contest, depending on who we play uh, on the left-hand side. It's, it's tough going to be fit. Um, obviously, they've played other game and, and it could be a game to rest. You don't know. You don't know what Coleman's going to do. Um, Daryl Dyke, obviously strong and fast. I think a lot of people know about him. Um, but he, he'll take a, you know he'll take his shot uh, off early. Any chance he gets, he, he will he'll have a shot. Um, just thinking about the other game, I can't which game it was where we we kind of backed off this striker and and allowed a couple of long range shots. So that's I think something to look at and to be careful from. Um, and then obviously Alex Mowit. I mean I've, I've known a lot about him anyway just in the past, but he's a he's a decent player and um, he's, he's good on the ball, good vision. So obviously if if it's a plan B. Uh, uh, and there's a different way of kind of playing you know this this guy here is gonna gonna do that so um like i say there's a couple of you know a fair few players there to look at and and i think they're obviously a dangerous team and it'd be really interesting to see how, how we kind of step up against that physical kind of side and and, and are we going to change the way we play or are we going to try and stick to, to to what we've kind of tried pushing forward so no, you- yeah that's bit of information there from, from from a couple of fans. There you go, mate. Very well well researched. Yeah, no, I think it's quite interesting, um, you know, when you, because obviously we, you hit checking in the Championship as a whole. I think I've heard a lot of fans this season say, um, oh, we play terrible against Barnsley. But obviously, if every team's saying that against them every week, it's uh, they must be doing something good. And like you say, they're, uh, they are direct, but, you know, not a team you'd associate like swashbuckling, but gets the job done and like you say make unsettles teams and they they get points um, well this is it I mean if, if, if you're saying we play a terrible there might be there's, there's obviously a reason for that because there might be a lot of pressure you might be playing from different positions on the pitch that you wouldn't normally because they're obviously playing a higher kind of line so it's you know it's maybe fair play to them um, but if you, if you do if you do ask a Barnsley fan and, and this is what we've spoken about quite a lot and, and you ask about what it looks like it's not good viewing so when we talk about Cowleys and it was horrendous viewing, the worst I've seen for a long time, you know, maybe they could have brought a bit of success with that horrible style of football. You never know. So this is why football is so interesting because we all cried out for, yes, we want to see some good football and it hasn't really got us anywhere. Um, whereas Barnsley obviously aren't, aren't playing that style of football and, and they're in the playoffs. So Is that an exclusive, Phil? You're saying Cowleys would have been in the playoffs, we'd be doing a Barnsley right now. But, uh, you know, can you imagine? Can you can you imagine? Can you imagine if if you know we always go? Can you imagine if they'd have got their own players? That's what the line is, isn't it? Can you imagine this? But it, well, it is. It's gone now, hasn't it? So there's no point looking back. But um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's been interesting one really. No, definitely. And we've talked a lot about Barnsley. Obviously, we're not a Barnsley podcast, but um, previously uh, it was Boxing Day, wasn't it? Where we lost two one in the last minute, and again they're against them, and they were kind of tough and physical but obviously town got a win win on the weekend um phil i know you're on the main pod last week but what did you th- um i know you haven't had a chance to fully watch the game but uh what what have you thought of town were you quite impressed do you think this is a game where they could get something obviously barnsley in good form but um you know win on the weekend chance to build up. i think yeah i think when you when you come off the back of a win um and and you know i've, I've seen kind of like the extended highlights and it it was it was good you know, we obviously had a couple of players back into key positions and, and it makes a difference. We mentioned that in the, in the midweek, you know, it does make a difference. You know, winning, you know, we've, we've said it before, like a bit of confidence now, maybe. So, you know, we've talked about row, exciting, you know, attacking flair. It only takes a couple of these players to kind of, you know, have this opportunity and to have a good game and, and, and these results there for us. 
Um, but it's got to be it's got to be consistent, hasn't it? But I think they will look at this game, and I think that the players will be confident going into this game. I really do. Um, and, and and I think maybe that might be a reason why Barnsley are doing so well at the moment because teams still think they can go and get a result against Barnsley. Um, so we do have to be careful in terms of this kind of direct football. No, definitely. And I mean, obviously, they did, like you say, they lost at the weekend, lost to Coventry 2 0. Um, and they also lost to Chef Wednesday not too long ago. So, you know, they, a couple of weeks ago, they had a great record against uh, kind of bottom teams. But, you know, um, I think that's we'll we'll hear from um, the Barnsley fan I spoke to later on. But that's that's kind of what we were saying. If you're brave enough to have a go at Barnsley, you can, you know, you can get uh, get something from the game, but um, he's probably going to speak to you. He'll speak to you later on, or whenever you put, and, and he'll be telling you they play amazing football. What a team! No, no, he won't. Yeah, yeah. The Brazilian, that Brazilian football, like they used to play back in the day when Dave Watson were in goals. Yeah, it'd be interesting that. Yeah, well, well, yeah. Look at that. Look at you bigging it up for when. Yeah, it's not your first rodeo, is it, mate? You know all about it. <laughs> yeah, um, you talked a lot about their key players. I, I did. Uh, single out Daryl DK. I mean, it's a bit of an open goal, but I mean, eight goals since he's joined in February, you know, um, from Orlando. It wasn't getting games for Orlando. And like, like I say, just likes a shot early, just looks, you know, such a exciting player for the championship, like so physical, but so direct. And, you know, we talk about the championship being in like a physical league, but he's just taken to it so well. And um, I think he's the one to watch out for. You talked a lot about some key players, Alex Mowat, um, player I like a lot as well. I actually thought Town, I've always wanted him to come to Town weirdly, you know, when Barnsley were down there, I yeah. thought maybe someone we could get. But um, who have you, you mentioned a lot of names, but who did you kind of pick out as the key man for Barnsley? I think Mowat. I, I just think he, he's got a lot of quality. I think, you know, in a league like this, the, the set-piece situations, um, that one chance, it can, it can make the difference. You've got, you know, direct big players in the box, um, so any kind of quality into the box is going to be a threat. So I think with, with, with games like this, obviously they'll use him as kind of like a, a pivot point to to kind of direct play, and, and and he will. He's got the experience to kind of know when to kind of push forward quickly to kind of maintain possession. And, and I think players like that are quite dangerous. You know, if you look at Bannon at, at Chef Wednesday. Chef Wednesday fans have been hammering him, but I think he's a real player, and he's that kind of player that can do. You know, can can play like that. So. Um, these players are always dangerous, but obviously um, we've, we've got a few dangerous players of our own that can counteract that. So um, hopefully they turn up, all of them turn up together. Look at that for a lovely segue, Phil. Uh, yeah, I was going to just talk about town key players. Who, who have you who have you gone for? Who do you you think is going to be this is going to be? A good I think one? I've said for me the way we play the formation that we play row wingers are massively important. Massively important. I'll, I'll, I'll go back and say it again. Bring back Van Lepara for me. And, and, and that, people always complain about me saying this, but it would just, he had a lot of quality. He could carry the ball. He could bring your team up the pitch. Uh, we maintained possession, but with that attacking threat as well. And I think, you know, Roe looks really exciting. Karoma's looked really exciting. Uh, and Ben's uh, at times this season been really exciting. And when they've been kind of firing on all cylinders, it's it's a it's a threat. It really is a threat out from out wide, and it's it's been our kind of strength at times this year. So we, we obviously don't have. I mean, Bakuna scored a will, didn't he? And, um, but we, we don't really have that major threat coming from midfield consistently. We'll have it every now and again. So for me, these players out wide are really key, um, and I and I hope Toffolo will be fit as well um, because it, it'd be nice to kind of you know get this kind of consistency in the team. Um, and the full-backs for me are, are massive. If you can keep your full-backs fit, it makes a big difference. Yeah, and I think that's... Um, you talk about the wingers. I think Tan looked a lot better since they've had more natural wingers. And also, the, this Barnsley fan was saying, if you do get in behind their full-backs, so that will be yeah. all wingers, you can get some joy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, say, you, you like it when, you know, you know Tan, you like it when young players come through and make a good impression. I think it's like... We were complaining about it at the start of the season, but then we've been on this awful run and you see the young players playing well and you're like, well, we want to see them more, get them starting. You know, they've got a point to prove. Um, but yeah, I uh, I actually picked Danny Ward for this because I, I don't know if Campbell's going to be fit, but yeah, look at your eyes, scared. But he obviously, Bakuna's well, it was technically assist from Danny Ward. But um, he, for me, he needs to, um, 
Have you just, have you just said it was technically an assist? It was an assist. It was seriously. Assist. But, I mean, I, yeah. It's Come just, on. It's so if I launch a massive ball downfield as a keeper and and steady runs onto it and toe pokes one into the top corner like he used to do, like is that is that an assist for me? I, I, I can't claim an assist like that. Hey, I, you can. Do you not play FPL? That would count as an assist. Sam Johnson did it against Chelsea for West Brom the other week. Everybody, everybody will say assist, assist, won't they? You know, you know. But well, like a little pass like that, come on. I, yeah, the only thing I was going to say though, straws, was, aren't you? You're clutching at straws. I am. I am. I mean, we've barely seen them this season, mate. But I keep the people who are sticking up for him, and I'm I'm not writing him off yet because you know he's barely played because he's been injured. But I think you know he is he is apparently the one of the best finishers we have at the club, and he's just not had a chance to have a run of games. And when he's coming for town, he's always been in the second team when we're chucking a game against Bournemouth for Norwich. Um, and I think this is kind of a, a game for him to play himself into fitness and prove himself, you know, depending on what options we have on the bench up front. But this is more kind of a hope because I think although he was kind of seen as the main signing at the start of the season, which, again, you can talk about that, not too exciting, but, you know, he's a, he's a local lad and I want him to do well. And I think this could be a game where play him into fitness, you know, he's going to take a big swing, not saying we're safe by any means, but it's going to, it's unlikely you know, given the win, and if we were going to pick up a couple more points, we should be okay. So I think it's an opportunity to get him a run before the end of the season and see what he can do. You know, so no, I yeah, I agree. I mean, and all joking aside, you know, he is a local lad. We we all want him to do well. You know, you'd be you you you'd be a crap fan if you wouldn't want someone who you've brought in to do well. And, and we could all say it was a rubbish signing, blah blah blah. But end of the day, you know, he's done well in the championship. He's proven. You know, if so, and then someone will turn around and say, well, he's not proven because he hasn't scored this. He, he works hard. He's a good player. Just been really unfortunate that he's never been fit. And and, and it's not just him, is it? There's there's a number of players who, who've who've come into our club and then all of a sudden got an injury, <laughs> yeah. which is amazing. Like, but you know, yeah, fair. You know, fair play to him. And, and you know, he's definitely got the ability. You know, he definitely got the ability. And and I think someone like him probably does need a run of games. Um, to, to kind of get that um, rhythm and 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 understanding with other people around as well, you can you can play together in training and you can have that bit of a connection, but nothing replicates a match. Um, so it, you know it's it's a good time for him really to, to step in and, and and show what he's worth. No, definitely. I was actually going to ask Phil putting you on the spot here, considering the nervousness in your eyes. But um, when you were at town, you know, was it obviously every team comes as a player that's a bit injury prone? How? How tough is it for them to kind of get back into the team when they've been out for so long? You know, can you see? Is, can you, as a another player with the squad, do you notice a bit of a difference? Really difficult for them, isn't it? Because it's, I mean, you look at it now. People never really looked at it in the past, but like the psychological issues of a player that, that gets injured. Um, there's in, there's issues in terms of players where they've they've been injured and they're fully fit, but they still feel like they're injured and they're not ready. And they're very reluctant to, to play, and I've, and I've come across a lot of those players um, when, when obviously when I was playing, and yeah, it, it's hard. You, you're willing them to, to do well, and any time you know a player comes back and they've been out for so long and they go down, you, you're always worried. You're always really worried, and um, I'm sure that the, the players are dying for him to, to be fit and for him to be playing because at the end of the day, you want a full quarter of players because it's so important. Uh, that you have a lot of players to choose from and, and you want that quality don't you you know like we've said before you turn to the bench and you want to look at that bench and think right do you know what yeah we've got someone here we've got a bit of a gun here that can get on and, and make a difference but you know it's it's one of those things injuries play a big part of seasons don't they and you know don't, I mean, I'm looking at you know there's a, a game on behind me that's, um, that's pretty entertaining because one team's losing um, and both teams have had a lot of injuries um, and, and, and it does make a difference to a season and you know I'm sure we'll all reflect on this once they're just settled and, and we've stayed up. Um, and, and I think a lot of people will admit that we've been very unfortunate with the injuries that we've had. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. I mean, again, yeah, time's a wonderful healer, isn't it? Um, but yeah. yeah, anyway, nice to know whenever I do a podcast, there's always someone watching uh, football, whether it's La Liga or, or Premier League. Because he's always doing it. Because he'll have about four different games on. He's Mr. Football, mate. Got to love the passion. Anyway, football, basketball, baseball, whatever, whatever sport it is, he's cricket. He's watching it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we could go down a rabbit hole here, so I'll move on. Um, 
Return to the Mac, you know the score by now. Former town player that you bring back for this game against Barnsley. Phil, who have you picked? Right, so I don't know if I... I can't remember what you do with this one, but... Um, you can go back. Before I say who I'm going to bring back in, I think Naby is going to have a good game. It's his kind of game. Get that ball in the air, get it into the box, he's winning everything. Right, so I'm, I'm hoping that's what's going to happen. Uh, and then, um, I mentioned obviously before we came on, but I think um, Andy Morrison or Chris Lachetti, just someone who's just got that little bit of grit. Uh, I think, it, like I say, it's going to be um, a bit of a tough game up the top. So I think maybe one of those two. I don't think it's going to be too much in terms of the attacking threat. I think um, a nice big centre-half who's, who's pretty reliable. Nice. So who are you going for if you had to pick out of them two? Andy Morrison. Because he's an angry man. Angriest man I've ever met at the club. I like it. I like it. Um, he threw us all, he threw, threw some players in, in Canal. Some of the youth team players in Canal. What? You need to tell us about that. We had to um, sing uh, a song at Christmas and um, the, um, the academy players asked if it was okay if we could proper, you know, fire into the um, older pros. So we had to go and stand in the changing rooms and sing a song. Um, I wasn't one of them. My brother, this is this story from my brother. Um, and they sang the song and literally got the hammered Andy Morrison, which was very brave. And they chased, they chased him out of the changing room. So we used to train, not like the, the facilities that they've got now. It was, it was pretty bad. And we used to have to go over the canal and then uh, put all the nets up, etc. And then come back that way and uh, Jock were waiting for everybody. And it was, you either jump in the canal or I'm throwing you in the canal. So there were a lot of people jumped in the canal. Hard <laughs> as nails, wasn't it? Hard as nails. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, come come for the insights there for uh, Andy Morrison threatening. To That's it. Canal. Bring it back. I You mentioned who I picked, actually, because uh, I'm a para. I... I I he yeah yes. I don't know I I don't he was frustrating he was absolutely frustrating but then he said I agree he could I think what annoyed me with him he's my pick so I'm not really making the case for myself but he could beat two people but then he'd want to beat a third rather than get across yeah. but yeah. I think you know obviously that goal he scored against West Brom he was good and he did offer something different um, shame how it kind of ended but um, yeah no I, I picked Van Lepara liked him kind of hated him sometimes as well but you know I think he's just one of them players tricky you didn't reminds me a bit of Bakuna in a lot of ways like you know sometimes he'd have a scorcher sometimes he'd uh, you know stink the place out but you know that's uh, unfortunately he had a lot of he had a lot of quality he was he was a very good player technically a very good player um, and it was just a shame that he's well he didn't even have a final ball did he um, it was just a shame that, <laughs> that that he didn't have that extra little bit once it but um, I think for this standard that we're at at the moment, I think it'd be absolutely brilliant for us. Definitely. And I'm trying to think of any player that gets subbed off against Luton at half-time and then their next game's Bayern Munich in the Champions League. <laughs> well, he said it was a stepping stone, didn't he? Well, exactly. <laughs> what a statement that was. I was fuming me when I heard that. Oh, and I thought, ah, to be fair, at least he's been honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, um, we will, uh, yeah. We could go down another rabbit hole. We could go down there. But if anyone does know anyone who's been played against Luton and then the next game is Bayern Munich, do let me know. Um, but anyway, we're going to show up. I'm going to show up. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, Carlos uh, van der Wateren from the Barnsley podcast, The Reds Report. And uh, it, here's what he had to say about how good a season Barnsley having. Here we go. Cool. So I'm joined now by uh, Carlo from The Reds Report. How how you doing, mate? I'm all right. How are you? I'm, I'm good, can't complain. I'm sure you're in, in great spirits uh, and we'll find out why. So, obviously, we spoke to you last in, uh, I think it was December when we played each other. It was Boxing Day, wasn't it? Yeah, because we were saying we were annoyed we couldn't go. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, just what, can you tell us about what's happened with Barnsley since? Because, obviously, you're flying, you, you're in the playoff positions, you know. Were you expecting this? No, no. I, I, I said all along, um, I just wanted us to compete and not just survive. Um it, it, it seems like that for, well, probably South Yorkshire, Rotherham and Barnsley are always doing that. You know, one of us goes up and the other one goes down. And um, when the season started, you know, three three draws in the first seven, um, it, it felt like, here we go again. Um, and then Struble left to go and take it up his position with uh, Red Bull New York. Um, and within two, two and a half weeks, uh, the, the board appointed Valerian Ismail. And it just hit the ground running. 
Um, it, 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 it's really straight. He, he put the players that we had in their more natural position. Alex Mowat was moved up from a defensive midfielder, sort of like more of a, a central or attacking midfielder. Coley Woodrow from the number 10 to the number 9 position. And I, I don't know. It, the unity just seemed to click. And I don't know what he says to him, what he does, or anything. But we seem to be getting another 20, 25% out of each player. And I think we're, we're not a team with star names. We're not a team that's meant to be up there. We're not a team that has got players where people think, oh, look at that, that's a right investment, that's a right player. I think we make up for it in, in togetherness and unity. And that Yorkshire grit, like Huddersfield. So um, besides a couple of additions in the January window, it, it's pretty much the same team as, as last year. And um, But I think it's just more flowing football, as in people in the right positions, a, a man-manager, and somebody who makes really good use of the new substitute rule. I mean, it regularly makes five, six changes. Uh, we, we played Coventry yesterday, lost. Uh, and at half-time, you know, straight away a change, then another will change. And I think, tactically, he's, he's astute, and he can see where the threat's coming from. And except when we play Coventry or Sheffield Wednesday, he can do something about it. Um, so... It's um, a, a, maybe a bit of a different look style-wise compared to the Barnsley before, but you know it, it seems to be working, fifth in the table. I mean, yeah, you can't complain. And you were talking about players. I mean, someone who, who's really caught the eye, I think, for, for fans who uh, you know, just follow the Championship is Daryl is DK, um, obviously the striker online from Orlando. Can you tell us a little bit about the impact he's, he's done? Uh, yeah, so you know, Daryl DK joined us uh, towards the end of the January window. Um, the night before he joined us, he made his debut for the US team, and apparently that made it easier to bring him over because obviously, uh, you know, we're quite limited in, in what we can have, and there's all these rules because of Brexit and everything else. Um, his first match, he got he got 20 minutes or so in the cup match against Chelsea. Um, I mean, that was never going to be easy, and unfortunately, people still measured you know, the type of player he would be by that 20 minutes, and that wasn't fair. Um, so he, he really started playing from the 14th of February, I think it was, uh, against Brentford when he, when he got a substitute appearance in, um, scored eight goals. And we've been saying as Barnsley fans for a long time that we, we've been relying on Coley Woodrow to score a goal. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Balls for us. Uh, fantastic striker. But if he's being man-marked, earmarked, whatever you want to call it, it just don't happen. And now we've got Coley Woodrow, we've got Carlton Morris. Um, I mean, DK looks like an NFL player. Um, he, he is um, physically, he's just a, a specimen. That's the only way I can I can sort of describe him. But he, he's got uh, great technical ability. Um, his his hold of play is absolutely amazing. He can play people in, which is which is what we needed. Um, and, and defenders just got a, a handful. Don't get me wrong, a uh, bit of an off day yesterday against Coventry. A really, really frustrating match all over the pitch for us, really. But for a 20-year-old to come from Orlando to Barnsley, I mean, not only talking about, you know, the weather, but talk about, you know, Barnsley versus Orlando. Um, he settled in really, really, really well. And, of course, he scored eight goals since he, since he joined us. He is on long till the end of April. Um, there is a pre-agreed price for us to buy him. Uh, our CEO, Dave Murphy, said last week in the press he has to laugh with some of the, the figures that are being mentioned because obviously the valuation will have been based on him prior coming to us. Um, he was a rookie in the, in, in the MLS. He wasn't a regular starter for Orlando. So 
um, it, it'll be a price I would presume that Barnsley can afford. And in fairness, you know, we could do worse than signing him because he, he's took like, like a doctor water. He really, really has. And he's been one of the most natural strikers I've seen in a Barnsley shirt for a long, long time. Yeah, and like you, obviously you touched on Mowat and Woodrow before. There's quite a few danger men um, for, for Barnsley if we're looking at it from a Huddersfield perspective. Um, but you did mention about Coventry. Obviously, I think that was a bit of a surprise defeat for maybe people, you know, who don't follow Barnsley. Um, are you thinking the game against Huddersfield could be a similar thing or do you think it'll be an opportunity to right um, some of the mistakes from Coventry? Um, Coventry had not won two matches in a row all season and the fact that they got that uh, that winner against, uh, it was Rotherham, I think, wasn't it? I mean, that was huge for them. Uh, their tails were up. Obviously, Matty James played for us the first half of the season now on loan at, at uh, Coventry. Mark Robbins, ex-Barnsley manager, now the manager at Coventry. I, thought, I think it's 95 years since the last time we won away at Coventry, whether they played at Birmingham, Coventry, you know. Um, and it, it was, I, I was messaging with my co-presenter, first like, and after 10 minutes, you put, we'll lose this. I put, well, you know, there's 80 minutes to play, yeah, let's, let's. But, but it was, it just, for whatever reason, they all seem to have had an off day. Um, and, and, and Coventry did what we tend to do to teams, so they gave us very little time on the ball, no build-up play, and and yeah, we we listen. We were outplayed and we were outfoxed. So I think um, it puts more onus on the match against Huddersfield. You know, we, we're four points ahead of of Reading, so you know, obviously we need to win. But um, our next two matches are Yorkshire derbies. We've got Huddersfield, and then we've got Rotherham, and they won't be easy. Huddersfield, okay, you know, I, you know, you, you, I like to think you're safe, aren't you? You know what I mean? You're not in immediate danger of of, of going down, um, but. You never know. Um, and I think if, if we don't get the result, the jitters start going in. And you don't want to be jittery against Rotherham because they might be where they are. And I think they've been extremely unlucky with the COVID in the camp and playing so many matches in a short period of time. Um, as a, well, an honorary Yorkshireman, because obviously I'm Dutch, you know, I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to see, I would absolutely love to see Rotherham stay up. I'd rather Derby go down with the money they've spent and, you know, all the big boys that they've brought in. You, you can't buy you know, you, you, you can't buy your way to victory in this league. It, it just don't work like that. Um, so it, it will be important because I think as well, opposition managers will look at what Coventry did and what Sheffield Wednesday did and think, well, it works for them. It, it could work for us. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be really, really interesting on Wednesday. No, I think so. And I, I suppose, obviously, you talked about the two Yorkshire derbies do you, and your playoff. Uh, you talked about the gap between yourselves and Reading. Do, do you think... Um, you know, Yorkshire derbies are never a good time to play, no matter what team form is. But do you think you've you've got enough to, to cement your playoff position? Um, I, I have full faith in Valerius Mel, who said um, he's not in the habit of winning two, uh, losing two matches in a row. We went on that really long run. Was it unbeaten in that was like twelve victories in a row, or whatever? We've we won seven away in a row, so we've broke all sorts of records. This is the one that counts, and. Um, I, I have full faith. I mean, he was very honest, very open afterwards, saying we were outplayed. That won't happen again. The weird thing was, Coventry played midweek against Rotherham and then played us. We, we had a week off. We had seven days off. And, um, you know, some of the fans and, and some of the press were saying, maybe we play better if it's just Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. Because you don't really have time to think about it. And you, you had a week to look at the table and a week of press coverage of look at Barnsley, look what they're doing. And we just need to get our minds back on the football. I, I think, well, I hope, of course, as a Barnsley fan, that um, maybe, you know, Huddersfield will see, you know, the, the better side of Barnsley and one that is able to, to get control and do what worked so well for them, sort of like between January and, and, and the middle of March. Yeah, and um, obviously, looking ahead to the game, we, we played you in December, we touched upon it. Um, what did you kind of think of Huddersfield in that match? Because, again, it was, from us, it was frustrating to concede last minute, um, but that seems to be you guys in a nutshell this season, you know, like, you know, sm tend to win by one goal margins, but, you know, still get the result in the end. Um, but yeah, what did you think of Huddersfield? Um, Huddersfield's always been one that you can't predict. And I think very much like Barnsley, to be fair, it's, it's you, you've got some, you know, you've got some really good players, but it's, it's the collective that's the danger. And um, you can go up against teams like, um, you know, Bournemouth or Watford or, or Norwich, and they've got some really, really good names, some really good strikers, some some big players and big money. And if if, if they're not in it, you know, you think you got you, you got a bit of a chance. That don't matter when you play Huddersfield because it's 
besides the fact that it's a Yorkshire derby, and I know there's no fans, and I know there'll be a flat atmosphere, but he will still, you know, it, it's still the fact that it, it's two Yorkshire clubs, what, 15, 20 miles away from each other, playing each other. And so you can't rest on your laurels. You, you really, really can't. You've got Fraser Campbell, that sort of, um, you know, he, he, he knows this league, doesn't he? And he knows how to score. I think for, for Barnsley, starting, I know this sounds really silly, but bear with me. The starting 11, especially up front, is really important. He's got a choice of six strikers. Um, preferred for, for the Barnsley fans, it tends to be um, Woodrow, Morris and uh, DK because you've got bits of everything there and for, and for a back three or a back four or a back five you've got your hands full uh, Morris seems to be more of a makes more of an impression when he's used as a sub and he's been struggling a little bit with a groin injury hence he's been coming on and sort of like you know uh, for the second half um, it, 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 it's important that players like Woodrow get the service that people like DK get the service because in our previous match Coventry there wasn't much mention of Par, neither Palmer or Mowat. They weren't really in the game. And, you know, for, for our front players to be able to score that goal, they need the service. And the service comes, the two Callum's down the side, so that's Callum Britton, uh, Callum Styles, and then Mowat and Palmer in the middle. If those get bypassed, um, we struggle. And Coventry took full use of that. And, and I'm sure that will be an area that, that Huddersfield will want to exploit. Yeah, no, it's, it'll be an, I think it'll be an interesting game, like you say, because um, the one thing I would say about Barnsley, and again, I've not been watching every game, but you, you can be got at if you kind of risk, if you're brave enough to risk it, which uh, Huddersfield uh, can be brave in some games. But um, I suppose that's my final question, really. You touched on it, being in Yorkshire Derby, being a bit, um, a bit unpredictable, but I am going to ask you to make a score prediction how you see the game going like last time. Um. I mean, last time it was Halleck, wasn't it? He, he scored a double, didn't he, the, the defender? I mean, he scored a few since, to be fair. He's done all right. He got a call up to the Polish squad. In fact, played against England. Um, and, and defensively, because we play such the high line, that's the problem. If you get behind it and you're not offside, you always give yourself a chance. Um, it, it, it's all about the midfield for me. It's all about if Barnsley can get the dominance in midfield that we can feed to our front, then they, they can all score. Um, I don't think there'll be much in it. Um, I, I, I sent my prediction up this afternoon. Somebody asked me. Um, I've gone for a 2-1 Barnsley win with the last goal, in, sort of like in the last five or ten minutes, like we've been doing almost throughout the season. So Barnsley back to the pre-international break where we, where we won quite a few. So I don't, it definitely won't be a walkover. Um, I don't think, um, you know, I, I don't think Huddersfield are there for the taking. I think Barnsley need to be having a much better day than we did on Saturday to get anything out of the match. So, yeah, I'll, I have to, of course, people know where I live, but I'll go for 2-1 Barnsley. I like it. And, uh, yeah, in the words of, uh, words of Neil Warnock, the great Neil Warnock, uh, go up, lads, because, you know, it's always <laughs> the Yorkshire team in the Premier League. So uh, we'll be cheering you on for the playoffs for sure. Absolutely fantastic. Thanks very much. I hope you enjoyed it. Well, maybe not enjoyed it as much as the Barnsley fans on, uh, on Wednesday. And yeah, if we can do it, uh, we have to do it for Yorkshire, don't we, in the playoffs? Exactly, mate. Exactly, mate. But cheers for coming on, Carl. I really appreciate it. No problem at all. Thanks very much. Right. Okay. So we've heard from Carlos uh, in good moods, as you'd expect. That's what happens when your team's in the playoffs. Not that we've known that for a while. Uh, but anyway, Phil, so you are the coach in this situation. You know the score by now. I see you've got your tracksuit on. You're a, did you say you'd be a tracksuit manager when I asked you last time? Can't yeah, nailed on tracksuit manager. Yeah, tracksuit and flip flops. Okay, so flip flops. Yeah, nailed what, on. What, just white, throughout the season. White socks, white socks, pulled up like a tennis player over right. my tracksuit bottoms and flip flops. What, what, what kind of message does that send to the team? That makes me think you're on your holidays and you don't care about comfortable, them. just just comfortable, just comfortable in yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. See, I, I'm wound up too tight. I'd be like, you know, the players wouldn't respect me, would they? So. Anyway. Yeah, but with that new haircut, they they they'd love you. Would they? What? Very yeah. like on trend. Yeah. Swoosh. On honestly, yeah, I have had my hair. I think it looks better now. It looks better now. You turn side. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. My my model pose. You know. Anyway, um, we'll move on from my haircut. Don't worry, listeners, if you're not viewing this, it's not it's not particularly exciting. It's just short. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Phil, who are you going for for line at white? How are you lining up town, and what's your which players are you picking? I still think I think we'll go for a four at the back. So, into do we know anything about injuries? Not at the time. Shall I do a proper podcast for us? Not at the time of recording. Not at the time of recording. So we'll go Toff, um, Pippa, 
Kyo, Sa. Yeah. Got, got to have experience at the back there. And I think those two, I think if, if, if the way that they're going to play is, is how we expect, I think it will make a, a big difference with those two at the back. Uh, just literally staying in the middle of the pitch and doing the job that they need to do. Um, Hoggy fit? Again, I I we have to assume so. I think so. Hoggy, Bakuna. Um, O'Brien. Yeah. And then Rowe, Ward. Yeah. And Mbenza. Oh, and Benza. So he, well, interesting one because he's been off the boil a bit recently. Why have you stuck him in? Pace to burn, and and obviously, you know, I mean, I didn't know about the the fact that you could get in behind the the players, but I just think he, he there's still something there with him. I think his set pieces still. Imagine we do this. This happens again, and he scores a free kick. This would be unbelievable. Yeah, um, yeah just pace to burn, and I, I just. That, the last thing we want is Danny Ward being isolated up front and, and literally having no one to kind of feed off. And I just think we need players who can go and support him. And I, and I would personally just kind of, I'd give that kind of role, let Bakuna just push on, O'Brien and Hogg just hold in, let Bakuna go off and do what he wants, let him go on a little bit of amazing. Um, but I just think they just have to be very... I think Rowe will give you that a little bit more defensively as well. So I think he will come back and, and, and support quite a lot and... I think that's pretty important. He can he he can easily tuck into if if Bakuna has you know joined in up front, and I think he can easily uh, tuck into the midfield and, and be quite responsible in that kind of um, area. So um, yeah, I, I still think that's our strongest team at the moment. Um, uh, Holmes just misses out. Um, I, if if I had to, I'd probably change him with Benza, but I just think for that pace. Uh, and for a team like like Barnsley, I think it's it'll hopefully counteract that a little bit better. No, I think that's a good shout. And uh, I think it was Stephen Chicken who was saying um, made a good point that Mbenz has looked a lot better when he's had to be a winger because obviously he's had a bad run of form. Some people are thinking maybe because he's off, but um, you know at times he's had to basically have a whole flank to himself as kind of the defensive cover as well. So yeah, I, I like I like that shout. The thing is as well, like you say, Mbenz. I um I think someone was saying like of the ten or eleven corners we've scored, eight of them have been from his delivery. So like mm. you say, just really important like set pieces. You can't you can't underestimate it. Um, I was going to ask you about Holmes because Holmes is my team. Uh, how do you think he's done at Town? Because I still I still feel a bit sorry for him because he's a bit of a utility player who so gets kind of put everywhere, and I don't think we've really seen the best of him yet. Where would you play him though? We had this discussion before. Where would you play him? Well, and. And instead of who? So, so, so we've got so we've got a full squad available and everyone's fit. Where would you play? Well, to be honest, I think if we sell O'Brien in the summer, I'd play him in midfield because that's apparently where he wanted to play at Derby, and that's where he sees himself. And I, I do think if O'Brien leaves, maybe that's an opportunity for him to make that his own because he is a good player at this level. I think you know he was playing right wing back the other week and didn't have a good game. Well, he's not. That's not his job. Um, no. I do think midfield. What I would say, if a player wants, you'll know better than me, Phil, because you're an ex-pro. But like, if a player says this is their best position, um, why aren't you playing them there for me? I don't think. I, I just don't think he's an up-and-down midfielder. I think O'Brien gives you both forward and kind of uh, defensive duties. I think um, Dwayne tends to be uh, quite attacky. I mean, we we haven't seen the best of him, um, but I, I just. I don't. I personally think that he would have to be kind of in behind the striker kind of hole in midfield if, if he was playing that, and I think that's where he needs to needs to play if he's playing. Um, who would you rather have in your team, Holmes or Pritchard? Holmes, without a doubt. And that's and, and, and that's crazy, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I yeah. don't know why we've mentioned, but like the money we paid for Pritchard and and where he's come from, and I, we'd still pick Holmes instead of Pritchard. Yeah. So what yeah. what a fall from grace he's had. Disappointing. So I've seen him, uh, yeah. Well, again, I, I've banged on about this loads of times, but of all that summer of recruitment, or, well, he joined in the January, didn't he? But I think he was yeah. the one that you looked at from Norwich, played in the Championship, good at that level. Exactly. Anyway, we, we've heard it to death. Seen him twice yeah. in the league. Seen him, seen him, I think I've seen him 
more in Leeds coming out of restaurants than I've uh, than I've seen him putting a good performance for town. You're stalking him? No, mate. No, it's just the height difference, though. Can I say? Because he's a small lad and I'm six foot five, so I did have to I did have to double take. It, it must have been a comedy moment for him. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, my so I, I've got Holmes in my team. I've gone for four two three one because that's what we uh, lined up against Forest. Um, so again, Schofield and Net impressed with Schofield. I know when I I think when we had John last year, uh, I was a bit unsure about him. He was going through a bit of a tricky patch, but I think he's uh, he's shown that he's going to be our number one and he's improved. I'd have to say. Got Pippa, Keo, Saren, Toffolo. Uh, again, this is assuming these players are fit. I think Keo's been a lot better. As well, uh, I think he's been all right. Full stop. I, I think he's done all right. I think he's he's, he's been very unlucky because he's playing against. Um, well, I'm, well, I'm not going to say the word, but he's been playing against in, inconsistent players. Or yeah. with sorry, inconsistent players. Yeah, uh, and then my two is Hogg and Bakuna. I agree. I mean, Bakuna scored a worldie. Um, I would say the keeper. It was kind of straight at the keeper, but he did hit it. Um, but your goalkeeper's union. I don't think you can blame the keeper too much. It's a will. It's a will. I, I do. It's, it's to save anything. Anything inside that square block of a middle area of a goal. If you're not saving it from that distance, then then you're playing at championship level. For me, poor. It should be saving that. Fair enough. But um, I can't say because I let one in similar against Accrington in FA Cup, which people said so. But that was that was uh, League Two football. Yeah, but and you knew you should have saved it. That's the difference. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I've got my three as Row. I think Row's been great. Get him starting. You know, I think he's he's going to stick around. And he, uh, O'Brien and then Holmes. I've got Holmes kind of like in the left of the three. Had some good good uh, feet uh, actually in the Forest game. Created a good chance for Danny Ward. I think. Then I got Ward up front again. Made my uh, reasons as to why. Um, but yeah, how how do you see the game going, Phil? And what's what's your score prediction? I think you it could be a funny one. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a really uncharacteristic performance from us, and I think we're going to win one nil. Oh, like it. What, why? I think it's going. To, I think it's going to be tin hat city, and I think we're going to be pending. And I think we're just going to defend and defend and defend, and then break on the counter. And and Benza is going to run down the right wing and cross it in, and Ward's going to miss it, and Rose's going to slide. Oh, I like it. He's dreamt it. You've dreamt it. Imagine. It mate, you got it right last time. You know, <laughs> you got it spot on. Yeah, I did, yeah. So yeah, no, I'll uh, I'll take your word for it. I've gone for one one. Um, but I think it'll be one of them where both sides could win it, but it's like an entertaining game. I could see it being quite quite open, you know, some chance. Yeah, I think it will. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm actually going to go for Ward. I'm going to make a little extra prediction. I'm going to go for Ward to get his first goal in this game. Just have a feeling. Uh, well, I hope so. I think it's it's one of these games where it's it's unfortunate that there's no fans because I think it'd be a good game under the under the um, under the floodlights. Um, no. You know, it's yeah, it's a shame really, but we might be in Premier League soon anyway if all these teams leave and um, and and we we. Pull his fingers out and do well next year, might we? Well, mate, you know, we, our aim is to be a top 30 club. If six of them are going, it's top 24, isn't it? Like six. <laughs> <last year. laughs> what a shout that is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. There you go. Oh, the vision. <laughs> Foresight. Always got to be positive. I think we should leave it there. So, yeah. Um, who knows? Town might be six places better off soon. We will see. <laughs> but <laughs> now, cheers for coming on, Phil. Um, and uh, yeah, let's let's hope for a win. Cheers to everyone who's listened. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you for the. Blackburn preview, um, which was obviously the games on Saturday. So we'll speak to you then. Cheers. Fingers crossed. Oh, what a night. Late in May in 2017. Shinder scored. It was a happy dream. What a feeling. What a night. Oh, what a Wagner singing, we are Premier League, the greatest sight in Georgia Square to see. What an evening, what a night. Oh, I, I got a funny feeling when he.
Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery delivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.